0: Hi, gang. What's up? It's me, Thaddeus McFaddeus, and welcome back to Which One's Bigger? Let's get right into it. No wasting time. We gotta get down to the nitty-gritty. We gotta get down to it. We analyze the truths between uh, the sizes of things. We're gonna find out which one's bigger in a second. Here we go. We're gonna queue up the first one. Which one's bigger? A 118-milliliter bottle of calamine lotion. Or two size 12 man's rollerblades. Call in. Call in at 555 -555 -555. And we're going to get to the bottom of this once and for all. Which one's bigger? All right, I'm going to give you a second. That's, That's number one. Make sure you. Oh, our lines. Our lines are on fire. Our lines are on fire. That's a lot. That's a lot of calls. We're finally gonna find out which one's bigger. <sighs> which one's bigger? A Ford F-150? Or your average keg of Samuel Adams bear? That's a tough one. God damn, that's a doozy. Alright, we're gonna we're gonna go to that's another one. So make sure you call in at five 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 five. And uh, here we go. It's a new segment with Thaddeus McFaddeus, Here we go. Which Which one's bagger We're gonna go to uh, we're gonna we're gonna go to audience with this one. We got sometimes uh, we get we get an audience suggestion. So we're gonna go, we're gonna go to the audience on this one. Let me take a look. Uh, this comes in from Earl Jameson. No, wait, that's not, that, that's not, this one comes in from a, uh, Hugh Jass. Hugh Jass. All right, well, thanks for listening, Hugh Jass. Uh, this one's, which one's bigger? He says, which one's bigger? The Grand Canyon or Your Wife's Vagina? Hey, now that ain't cool. That ain't cool, Hugh. <laughs> You know what, guys, I'm not gonna do this anymore if every time I go into the audience there's some kind of joke about my wife. Alright? You leave Deborah out of this. I've had enough of it. The insults and the and the implications on the size of my wife's vagina, they've gotta stop. Alright? And you know what, maybe it might help if I get some kind of a filter or some kind of staff. We're a bit short-staffed here at Which One's Bagger, so I can't hire nobody to to filter out all the all the submissions that end up being this prank cally thing about my wife's vagina. Now I'll admit I get duped a lot more than the average person. It seems like every other one these days has been about my wife's vagina. But uh, I want to be fair. I don't want to be open. And I know there are a lot of people out there who really do want to find out which one's bigger. And I think what we're doing here is important. And I'm going to, keep pers- I'm going to persevere. I'm going to keep going. No matter how many jokes at my wife's expense. I mean, she doesn't like it. She was my biggest fan. And now she, ain't, she don't listen no more. She always, she's all mad at me. Because I keep doing this show. And she just, oh, she, she just thinks it's a platform for people to insult her integrity and comment on the size of her genitalia. And I got, I'm not, I got to be honest, it don't reflect on me. I mean, it kind of does. Uh, you know, especially sometimes when some people say that I've, that she slept with the entire neighborhood. I don't like that very much. But you know, I believe in what we do here at Which One's Bigger, so make sure you call in at five 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 and uh, get in your suggestions for Which One's Bigger. We're still gonna accept uh suggestions because there have been some good ones in history, and of course, uh we're gonna have Ron DeSantis call in in a little bit. We got special guest Ron DeSantis, who of course is uh is. I mean, you know, as far as records go of people we've had on the show who have attempted to answer the question, which one's bigger? He doesn't have the greatest record. He's at, he's sitting at about 33% success rate. But if you were to ask him which one's bigger, uh, 33% or the 67 remaining percent of times he's failed, if you ask him which one's bigger, you know what, on second thought, he's probably gonna get that wrong too. He's probably, probably probably gonna say that the wins are more, even though they're not. So we're just gonna... Wow, this is a long bit. I'm just, I, that's it, that's enough. I've pretty much done all I could with that. Six minutes on which one's bigger. Wow. Mm. Thanks for sticking around. Um... Hi, guys! Hi! It's me, Ava Gis with my sunglasses on. All right, I'm gonna take them off. I um am fresh off another shoot. Not fresh. I've been wearing this makeup all goddamn long. I am the furthest thing from fresh. Uh, I did another shoot today, day two of shooting Dating Unlocked, uh, the dating show on Out TV, and I now know that it's probably the episode's probably gonna come out in February. So there we go, episode comes out in February, likely, and you'll be able to see, and then by then, I'll have an update on, um, I'll have an update on, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'll have updates, and I will, I will discuss it with you guys when that episode comes out, I will talk about, uh, I'll do like a director's cut, so make sure you check it out when it comes out, of course I'm going to promote it. Which one's bigger, my excitement for Dating Unlocked or my excitement for Roast Battle Canada? Which one's bigger? You're never gonna know. Um, That was kind of Australian. I said, you're never gonna know. So I'm wearing makeup professionally and then, uh, but that was in the morning and now I am, I've been walking around in the sweltering heat. I have my suitcase, my little suitcase that was full of clothing options and makeup and look... Liquor- it's, oh, why? <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to figure out if I returned my shoes properly. Um. Okay, look. It might is it me or are the handles on suitcases too fucking short? It was this. This is a smaller one that I used today, and then I have a bigger one that I used in Europe, and I it, I'm so. Annoyed and tired of kicking this thing with my heel while I'm trying to pull it behind me. It's got wheels, but I I keep kicking it and it keeps bouncing around on its two wheels. It's one of the two-wheel ones, not the four one. The four wheels just look so much more convenient, but I don't have it in my budget to buy new suitcases. I'd, eventually, I'll have enough money to do that, but fuck me. I'm not... I'm... Ugh. All the money that I was supposed to make on Roast Battle Canada, I don't even give a fuck about talking about this stuff if I'm not allowed to or if it doesn't look good on me. I don't care. I'm too pissed. ACTRA, the Actors Union in Canada, they're taking, like, I'm gonna just straight up say I don't give a fuck. I was gonna get paid $2,000 for doing Roast Battle Canada. ACTRA is taking $1,700 of that. I am getting... They are taking so fucking much money from me and not only that, but they're forcing me, they're forcing me to be in this union. I'm being forced to be in the union. And listen, I'm all about unions. I would have happily joined them. But this, but first of all, not being given the choice. And second of all, them just taking my money. None of this feels right. None of this feels at at all consensual. Of course not. Fuck them. I'm so angry at them. I wouldn't be if I felt like I had a choice. A. And B. I, I just spent $2,000. 2000 unnecessary dollars. I'll get to it. I'll, I mean, fuck it, spoilers. Um, I fucked up on my way back from Europe. And I had to buy. I missed my flight. And it was $2,000 fucking dollars to get home. And so that money is just gone. It's just straight up gone. And so I had to buy a new set of tickets for the same amount, $2,000. So I'm now $4,000 extra dollars. Well, $2,000 extra dollars in the hole. And so I was looking forward to roast Battle because I was like, Okay, well, at least, I mean, I would have... That would have really helped me. But now... At first it was, oh my god, see, like... I shouldn't talk about money on on this thing, but I went from being like, hey, sweet, I'm gonna get $2,000 out of this gig, thank god, that's rent money right there, I went from that to, well, oh shit, I guess that $2,000 covers my egregious, awful mistake, and now to, wow, I'm making $300 on that gig because the Actors Union is taking $1,700 away from me as an entry fee into a union that they're not giving me any choice about joining or not. So, I went from profiting $2,000 to losing $2,000. That is a $4,000 difference. I profited, then I broke even, and now I'm down $2,000 because of it. Okay, anyways, fuck. I hope you share my anger. I only share this because I'm so pissed. Anyways, um, Europe part two. Which one's bagger? (laughs) Which one's bagger? The two thousand dollars I was supposed to make at the beginning when I booked this gig, and I was real excited for it, or the three hundred dollars that I'm left with? Nay, uh, the minus seventeen hundred. After we include that extra flat ticket, minus... Yeah, you know. I'm putting on these sunglasses. I'm hiding my eyes. I'm hiding the shame in my eyes. Although they did make my eyes look so pretty. Although, although... This sun that's beaming into the room is making my skin look so boiled like a lobster. It looks good, I promise. I just... Ow. It's just the lighting in my room. My windows are west facing, and the sun sets in the in the eve. And it's and it beams into my room. You see these? They're like LED fucking Tesla lights. They're like LED Range Rover lights. The LED lights out there are too bright. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Um, I bought, I'm hungry. I can't wait to finish this to eat. I'm going to be honest. Um, I bought, this is kind of sad. I bought a 12 pack of hot dogs. When I got back from Europe, I went grocery shopping and I, and I made the mistake once again of shopping on an empty stomach. And I saw a 12 pack of hot dogs and I was like, I could really go for some hot dogs right now. And I really wanted a hot dog. And I had. And I've been eating them three at a time. Except I used uh, however many chopped up and put them... Uh, four, I guess. And put them in my mac and cheese earlier this week like I was in junior kindergarten. You buy... You buy it's 12 hot dogs and then packages of buns come in eight. Make it make sense. I know uh, in whatever that movie, Father of the Bride... Steve Martin complains about this. He has, a compl- he has a full-on mental breakdown. And now, and as a kid, I always thought, oh, that's kind of, oh, look at the funny man act all angry in a grocery store. And now, as an adult, I completely understand. That was so upsetting to be like, and none of the packets of buns match the packets of the hot dogs. Get the fuck out of here. Why can't they communicate with each other and figure it out? What is happening there? You know what I mean? What the fuck is happening there? Give me a break. Um, anyways, I have two hot dogs left and I can't wait to make them and eat them. I coordinated the food so that I would have, so that I would, you know, eight buns, 12 dogs. So I made four of the dogs into a mac and, you don't care. This is stupid. But I, 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 I brought up this point just to say this. I think... I realize how pathetic it is to buy a 12 pack of hot dogs for one person. <laughs> I ate that entire thing of hot dogs by myself. I'm going to finish that 12 pack of hot dogs tonight. And it's been a week since I bought them. So I'm averaging two hot dogs a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <coughs> I'm averaging just under two hot dogs a day. <laughs> I've been eating two hot dogs every day for the past week. Is that pathetic? Hot dogs come in packs 12 because you presume that you're going to have a party or share them with a bunch of people. Not me, not me, not me, I'm just going to eat them all myself. I'll eat them slimy and wet and uncooked, I don't give a fuck. I don't care about my health, I don't care about my life no more. I'm broke. All the money that I've, you know, you make money. This is the shitty thing about life. You make money, and then it, and then you don't see any of it. It all goes away. You don't even get a second to be like, Hooray! Money, for me! It just goes away. People take it. I'm fucking paying for my- Every time I go in to get my hormones, they cost a new amount. They're sometimes free. This is- This is... Interval conditioning. Interval conditioning? In... It's not classical. What is it? In interval con, di- yeah, interval conditioning training, right? Oh no, that's. Oh man, operant. It's operant conditioning. Operant condition. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, but that's. Oh man. I'm forgetting things that I really want I really liked remembering in university. I liked that I knew this stuff. Operant conditioning is like active where the subject behaves a certain way and is either rewarded or punished or there's an absence of behavior and there's a reward or punishment. They do something it's it's it cause and effect learn through cause and effect, rewards and punishments but then there's there's a, it's about. The timing of it. Oh, fuck this. Anyways. My point is, buying my hormones at the pharmacy, sometimes, at the beginning especially, they were zero dollars, and now every time I go, it's a different amount. So they conditioned me to really and uh, be grateful for the fact that they didn't cause any, and, and now I'm paying 71 fucking dollars for my hormones. And my doctor sucks. I tried messaging him to be like, I went to my last checkup, he was like, okay, and uh, you're getting your hormones okay, and you're not paying for them? And I said, no, I'm paying a different amount every time. And he was like, go on, elaborate. And I was like, I don't know, I can't. I don't know, some insurance companies say they got me, and then they don't. And then Ontario Trillium, I don't even know what the fuck that is. I don't know what a deductible is. I don't know what that is. I figure it means they deduct... How much I have to pay. But the number looks like that's how much I have to pay. I don't know. Somebody, an adult needs to explain these things to me. And every time I ask my doctor for any information. Anytime I ask ask my doctor for anything. Every time I make a suggestion. He rolls his fucking eyes at me. You know what I mean? My first appointment with him I had so many questions. And he just rolled his eyes through the entire fucking thing. I was like. You should be happy I'm asking fucking questions. I'm taking initiative with my own care. Like, grow up. Do your fucking job. Stop rolling your fucking eyes at me. I'm not telling you how to do your job. That's not what I'm doing by asking you fucking questions. Oh, now I'm all, why am I all worked up? Which one's bigger? Which one's bigger? My rage at my doctor and the fact that I can't, Make any goddamn money, because every time I do, something comes up and I don't get to see any of that money anymore. Or the or the love I feel for my friend Josh, whose wedding I went to this weekend. The answer is my love for Josh. So, there. I turned it around. Okay, let's talk about Europe part two. I did it. it was negative and then I made it positive. I did a positive spin. So, you know, there you go. I'm still annoyed. But okay, here we go. Where is it? Where is it? Where's my notes? Podcast, Europe. Okay, I ended on Stockholm. I was talking about Stockholm. Um, Let's tell some real quick passport stories. Uh, When you travel, as a trans person, uh, and if your documentation looks different than how you present, there are a lot of horror stories. Horror. Horror. There are a lot of horror stories of trans women having their junk grabbed and whatever, going through that machine where you put your hands up in the air, like you just don't care. And then it's a peepee detector, so it detects peepees on trans women. And then uh, they flip their shit, which really doesn't seem necessary, in my opinion. But, you know, if you have a peepee, you have a peepee. Just. You know what I mean? I don't care. Get over it. If you have a pee-pee, get used to your pee-pee. You can cut it off eventually. You can, not cut it off, you can get it inverted. You can get it changed eventually. Just make peace with it for the time being. It doesn't make you any less trans to just be like indifferent to your peepee. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to tell anybody how to live their life. And dysphoria looks different for different people. But there's a part of me that can't relate. Because I make peace with the things that I can't immediately change. And uh, the things that I can, I work on them. So, fucking buck up. Anyways. Yes, I have a peepee. Yes, when I put my hands in the air and go into that machine, the peepee detector detec- detects my peepee. <laughs> but maybe they. Uh, I think they also like enter me into the thing as a male. I'm sure they do. And so the pee pee detector is like, yeah. Which one's bigger, her tits or her dick? Um. Mm-hmm. Passport stories. So this was fun. So, anyways, I I didn't get any grief from anyone. This isn't. Uh, sometimes I just can't. I can't relate. Sometimes this might be um, an admission of privilege. Maybe I now. Maybe I walk through life with a certain privilege, and I'm willing to admit. Uh, I'm willing to uh, listen to people when they point that out at me. Yeah, that's what it could be. We sometimes we're just blind to our own privilege, motherfucker, and, and you know. As a decent-looking trans woman, not a passable one. I don't have passing privilege. People still clock me like nobody's business. But as a decent-looking one, I'm sure that comes with uh, some advantages, of course. Um, and, a, and I walk around with a big old smile on my face. A big old whitey's Caucasian smile. And so it's probably easier for me to navigate. Anyway, so at the... at the so At the airport, there are also some trans people who just every bad thing happens to them. And you're like, did all of that really? Uh, Anyways, yeah, you got to take people at their word. Doesn't mean I can't be a little suspicious that you're embellishing, you know. There's somebody I have specifically in mind for this. But anyways. Yeah, they're the kind of- they're the type of person to flash their tits at the White House and then claim victimhood and claim discrimination when they get banned. I wonder who that could be. Anyways. Um... (laughs) Um, geez Louise. So here are some fun privilege stories about my time at the airport. There was a lady who, uh, I handed her my passport. She looked at the passport. She looked at me. And then she looked past me over my shoulder, uh, and went, Is anybody traveling with you? And before I could get anything else out, she went, she, she realized her mistake and went, Oh! And like smacked her forehead and handed it back to me and was like, I am so sorry. I am so exhausted. It's been a long day. I apologize. She apologized so profusely and I was like, Girl, girl, that made my day. Are you kidding? That is exactly what I love to hear. That's exactly what I love to hear, bitch! Bring it in. I appreciate you, bitch. Um, I'm fixing my levels. There we go. Fixed my levels. Is it too loud? Is it too small now? I don't know. Um... So that was nice. And then... And then in Washington, in my layover... Uh... I... Gave my lady my passport and... Uh, she did a triple take. She was so confused. And I said, yeah, yeah, I look, I look a lot different. And she realized what was happening. And said, hey, as long as you're happy. And I said, I am. And she said, well, good, because you look a lot. I, what did she say specifically? I forget what she said specifically, but it was something to the extent of, like, you look a lot better now, too. And I was like, I agree. And we have both had a good laugh and she was so kind and nice and and fun. And then I almost missed that flight. What an idiot. I missed my first flight and then the second one, I totally spaced out. I was playing Zelda, Legend of Zorbus. I was playing Legend of Zorbus and then before I knew it, uh they were doing last call for the gate. They called me specifically and I heard my name and I popped in my seat and I looked over and the gate was empty. Everybody had already boarded. So I like Completely missed boarding. I was a minute away. I was the very last one on the plane, even though I'd I missed the first flight. So I sat around the airport for like five hours, uh, and then almost missed that flight, even though I was sitting in the gate, just oblivious. Space fucking cowboy. Me, my family calls me a space cowboy because, um, I I I just don't know what's going on most of the time. I'm so clued out. I'm so checked out, I don't know if I've told this story before, but my family, like, makes fun of me for this all the time! It's a classic Ava Gis story, is, uh, one time, I think this was when my grandma died, um, so I would have been, like, eight years old, and we were driving, uh, to my grandma's funeral, and I was wearing my little suit, And, uh, from the back of the Suburban, because we had a big family, and I always sat at the back. I was always sitting at the back and sleeping on the couch and shit. I always got, like, the short end of the stick in the family. And that's why I'm a comedian, is because I always had to fucking sleep on the floors and the couches. I would have been, if they had a cupboard under the stairs, motherfucker, I would have been sleeping under that. (laughs) And then I transitioned, and then I told them, I'm done with sleeping on the couch, and... Uh, big win for the patriarchy, but now that I'm a girl, they're like, okay, yeah, we're gonna, like, give you better sleeping arrangements. So what's up with that? You know? Women privilege. Anyways, uh, we were in the Suburban, we were driving to my grandma's funeral, and about a half hour into the drive, a little voice from the back of the car goes, hey, where are we going? And they all, my dad stopped in the middle of the highway, And they all turned around to look at me in the back and they are like, you can't be serious right now. Grandma died. You didn't. How? Is it? We're going to grandma's funeral. How don't you know this? I don't know. No one tells me nothing. We told you what we were doing when we put on your suit. You're wearing a little suit. <laughs> <laughs> no shucks. Guys, don't make fun of me. Stop. No, you're an idiot for this one. Stopa. You know the classic stopa? Um, oh, I still need to pay that guy. Well, I don't have any money, so too bad. I'm not. Oh, I should pay him. It's a principal thing. Um, when I got to Stockholm, one of the first things I did I just walked around the old i walked around old town and uh there were tours happening constantly all over the place and I walked up to one and I stood and I listened to this guy and he was this adorable short bearded guy who delivered his tour with so much chutzpah and charisma and it, he did he did the classic thing where uh he was simplifying everything where he would be like and the king said, oh, but I want your land. And then these people said, no way, dude, we don't want you to give up our land. And the king was like, oh, yeah, watch me. And he did like, you know, like a, a funny modern conversational thing of of kings and stuff. And he had little quips and jokes. And he was just an adorable little bearded man with a cap. And uh, he didn't take. He didn't take tap or anything, but he did take PayPal. So I have a picture of his PayPal on my phone. Can somebody pay him for me? I was going to give him 15 Canadian dollars because I found it so interesting. And I forgot all of it. Naturally, I forgot all the information they gave me. Um, but I did go to the Vasa. Yeah, the Vasa Museum. The Vasa is a boat. Check this out. They, the Vasa is a boat. I remember this story. This is pretty unforgettable. Um, but who was. Oh, I'm going to be so mad when I remember. Who was the king's name? King Vasa Sweden boat. Vasa is the ship. Who was the king? Vasa Boat, who was king? Gustavus Adolphus Rex Svetiae. King Gustav. Gustav Adolf, that's why I remember his name was Adolf. King of Sweden. Gustav Adolf, the second. Um, so the Vasa is a boat. The Vasa is this massive boat that, look at this story, so, oh, what year, though? 16-something? Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. 16, 68, Vasa, shit, did I get that right? 1626, 1628, I knew there was a 20, I screwed that up. Did they paint it there? No. Yeah, see? Oh, that's just like CGI paint. Cause it was all brown and old. Okay, so the Vasa is, uh, is Look at that, cool. It's a cool fucking boat. So cool, VASA, look it up. And look at these pictures. This museum is incredible. It's a massive, massive boat. And you just walk around it, different levels, different angles. So the story, Get this, so the story is, um the Swedish people were fighting the um Lithuanians and the polish, my people Lithuanians, not polish, Polish or why I oughta. um oh, this sun is about to bake the back of my head. Let's get the lighting right, Give me one sec, huh. Uh. Oh, that works. Oh, man, that looks so good. Uh. (laughs) And it sounds better. It sounds even better than it looks. My makeup kind of looks boring now. I Looked so good today, and now it's all gone. Putting the sunglasses on. I'm all self-conscious. Fucking Hollywood Val here. Um, Alright, so the Swedish were, were warring with the Polish and the Lithuanians across the Baltic Sea. And, um, the Swedish uh, king, Gustav Adolf II, wanted to build a boat so ornate, and, but also a warship, so so ornate, but also so powerful with so many guns, he just wanted a mega, super awesome kick-ass mega boat to, like, scare people. And, like, at first I was like, yeah, but why would people, who would be afraid? All boats are the same. What is so intimidating about one boat? Because they have statues on it. But it does indicate money. And money indicates power. And power and money indicate, like, military strength. Because when you have money, you can you can jack up your boat with fucking cannons and shit. So a super fancy big boat... It's probably intimidating because they sunk a lot of money into it, and I'm sure the priority would be to arm it appropriately with, like, sick cannons and guns and shit. So anyways, so yes, this boat was built to be everything, to have so many guns and cannons, and uh, it was also built to be so pizzazz and flashy, and there were so many statues all over the place, and so many statues that, like, there was a statue of Hercules on one part, and a lot of religious stuff, so, like, King David, and, you know, all these different, uh, Protestant, whatever, icons, the icons of the Bible, the, the usual superstars, you know? JC? I didn't see any JC on there. But, like, Old Testament bullshit of, you know, I know I said Hercules. It was a mix of, like, they really, that king, and I think it was just popular at the time to like really dig uh, Greek mythology as well. So it had a mix of like Greek mythology and Christian uh, symbolism. And even at one part, so get this, on one part of the uh, ship, in plain sight of the toilet as well, the disrespect. They had a little statue a carving into the side of the boat of a Polish man under a table. He's kind of like looking through the legs like huh? <clears throat> because under the table is where dogs belong and to like feed off scraps. So this was like a huge insult back then. It was it was a statue of a Polish guy under a table to imply that Polish people are all dogs who eat scraps under the table and them's fucking fighting words so this boat was super ornate with all kinds of religious symbolism but also like taunting taunts of polish and lithuanian people i love that part i thought that was really funny especially because he had this dorky face like, and uh fun fact yeah it was in plain sight of the toilet as well which they did that strategically so people could shit and look at a polish guy under a table and be like yeah, this one's for you. <laughs> Anyways. So this boat... Uh, and, and this king, he hired, like, the best boat makers in all the land. And... But the king... King's hubris. The kings are close close to God. They're only second to God. And they have the ego to match. And this king... He wanted so much out of this boat that it kind of, it went against the best physics of what a warship should uh, be structured like. Not by much. Like, it was long, it was tall and skinny. And so that means that, you know, it'll, they call it listing when it like leans over. When it like, you know, it needs to stay upright, but it wasn't really doing that properly. And they always make sure a boat is seaworthy by doing a test where everybody runs from one side of the boat to the other and then runs over to this side. they they rock. They literally rock the boat ten times is the standard, or i I should say was. I don't know if they still do that. <laughs> they probably know everything about boats now. anyways. so they would they would put it in the water, do a little sail around the bay. And and rock it, you know? Uh, Just to test its seaworthiness and to make sure that the cannons are, like, strapped in properly so it doesn't, like, so they don't go rolling around and smushing people, and squishing their heads. And they only got three rounds before it started getting dangerous and they had to cancel the rest of the exercise. And word got back to the king that it was, like, this boat, I don't know about this boat, man. It was too tall and thin and long and it was too, too many uh, cannons and just not good because he wanted too much and of course stupid hubris king who you can't tell him nothing doesn't listen to a single word anyone says was just like, no, it's fine. It's my boat. It's the best boat. It's just Trumpism. Trump would have been a good Gustav Adolf. He's already kind of an Adolf anyways, if you know what I mean. Ding. Um but he uh yeah. And so they and so on their maiden voyage, they were uh the boat was sent out to go go do it, go do uh warring, go go to war. And I think it was 15 minutes. I want to get this one right. I think it's, it was 15 minutes. They barely got like one kilometer out of the dock. How long until the basa sank after it left? It, it got 1300 meters or 1400 yards. It got just over one kilometer. <clears throat> It had barely left the docks. And what happened was, uh, it got real windy-like. They hit their first big wind, and then it listed so hard that water started pouring into the Cannon Bay or whatever. And then it just like... And just sagged. It got so full of water. And uh, it sunk so close to shore... That most of the people survived. Most of the people swam back. A whole bunch of people did not. Uh, The people who were in the cannon bay uh, didn't get out. A lot of those people died. But otherwise, a lot of people just sort of jumped ship and swam to shore. So it was very humiliating. What an embarrassing story. A king's hubris, though, you know? Nothing, nothing is, nobody, there's no one more stubborn. Then a king and king's hubris. So that's the uh, that's the moral of that story. That's the Vasa Was that boring? Call in at five 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 and let us know if that was boring. Alright. Which one's beggar? The Vasa or the f- From. That was the other one. Which one's beggar the Vasa or the From? Can you imagine if on Which One's Bigger he had one good Which One's Bigger that was like historically really smart? That would be cool. Let's find out which one's bigger. Vasa or From? Which one is bigger? Uh, which one is better? This is just which, everybody says which one's better. The Vasa is better, for sure. The From is cool, don't get me wrong. But the Vasa was epic. It's a really cool looking boat. And the story, I was sold on the story because it's so, it's like, it's funny. It's a funny story. You know? It's so amazing that kings would not even, and nobody, okay, so, so they like, Here's here's the, the denouement of that story. So um, they brought in the captain for him to stand trial. Whenever something like that happens, somebody's got to be responsible. So they brought the captain in to um, question him. They were like, was the crew drunk? What did you do? What did you do? And the captain did not blame the king because that would have been a death sentence. Stupid fucking hubris king. But the captain was like, No, everyone can vouch for this. You can find all the evidence that, like, I did everything by the book. Um, we just don't know what happened. And everybody just kind of knew the answer, but nobody was allowed to say. So everybody just went, Oh well, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> and so nobody was punished for it. Everyone just kind of went. I don't know, beats me. I guess we'll need to make another one. So they made, I don't know if they called it the same thing. They made, like, another one uh, that was a mere, a single meter wider at the bottom. Or, like, they, like, expanded the, the. I don't know what, e- what even parts of boats are. The hub? What's the, bu- the belly? There's a word for it. Anyways, what is the belly of... Ballast. Oh, did I get that right? Which part of the boat is the underside? The hull. Yeah, I didn't get that right. The hull. I should have known that. Cool. Boat terms. Aft versus stern. Uh, the difference between stern is the up op, is opposite the bow the off the outside offboard of the front of the boat. Aft and stern. Aft is on the inside, on board, rearmost part of the vessel, so aft is after it's back there. That makes sense. Stern refers to the outside rearmost part of the vessel. Oh, Aft is on the inside of the back, and then stern is on the outside of the back, I guess. And then stern is opposite the bow, so the bow is the front of the boat. Okay. Cool. Is it better to sail aft or forward? What are you, you talking about, Willis? If you're sailing, you're going forward. What are you talking about, Willis? What are you talking about, Willis? Why is Aft more expensive? Oh, on cruises. Anyways. <laughs> well, there you go. That was the Vasa. I spent a lot of time on the Vasa. I spent a lot of time doing which one's bigger. And now I'm hungry and I want to eat. Um, all right, let's, let's uh, glide through the rest of these. Uh, The parks were beautiful. I went to a park in Norway, I forgot, where uh, a lot of pictures of a lot of statues of naked people, naked people dancing, naked people wrestling, naked people kind of looking like they were fucking, embracing, tangled in weird ways, you name it, just roiling naked bodies. And there was a naked angry baby, which is uh, one of the more famous statues at this park. It was a beautiful park. But there was an angry baby who was just like, ah! and his hand uh, was rubbed off because everybody would probably rub the hand of the baby. Fun fact. I saw, I saw a woman watch her dog pick up a napkin and start om, 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 munching it while they were walking. She, she looked down and saw him pick it up and start eating it. And then she lazily went to get it out of his mouth, barely even tried. And the dog was like, no. The dog didn't even try too hard. He was just like, um, no. And the girl was like, well, I did my best, I guess. And just let it eat the rest of the napkin. I was like, is that how they do things in Europe? What the hell is that? Um, so that was Stockholm. <laughs> I had Swedish meatballs. Um, the food, I had a Norwegian dinner plate when I was in Norway. That was, that was delicious, and then Sweden, I, at first I didn't see any Swedish meatballs anywhere, and then I got, and then I saw it at a restaurant, and I was like, oh, now's my chance, I gotta get Swedish meatballs, and I had the meatballs, and they were so good, and then, for the rest of the next two days, all I saw everywhere were Swedish meatballs, so, I saw Swedish meatballs fucking everywhere. So I don't even know if I went to the best Swedish meatball place because there were goddamn everywhere. Anyways, it was delicious. I, at one point... God, Stockholm is the best. I can't wait. There's so much water everywhere. Old Town is beautiful. I sat on the side of a road. There was this, um... Cool little bar restaurant. I forget what it was called. But they sold these fans for $19. Here, let me show you huh, I'm so hot you guys saw my tummy huh. I'm I'm so hot but not I I mean in a temperature way not in a braggy way uh. excuse me so at the grand hotel that's where this is from there was like this there was like this uh thing there was like an area on the front where you could sit down and you could uh and you could have drinks and stuff on the side of the road. It was beautiful, it was very sunny, and they sold these fans that i they really were all about the fans there, so I think it was like famous for the fans <coughs> now I get to find out once and for all, yes. My- my suspicions were true! I was right! <gasps> okay, so, check this out. I bought this fan. It was, like, 19... 19 American dollars. It was fucking ridiculous for this thing. And it was really hot, and I wanted to, like, be a classy bitch sitting on the side of the road drinking a drink, drinking a cocktail, and fanning myself. Grand Soleil, but like look at this thing. It's so rigid. I was trying to like work it in so that it wouldn't be so difficult to open and hold open. I was really struggling with this thing. It was 19 bucks even. You know what if you're gonna buy a fan get something cheap Don't buy an expensive fan. This sucks. It would hurt. I'm sure to hit somebody with a la Smash Brothers or Japanese culture. But this thing, I have to I have to grip it with all my might. And look at this grip. I'm like fisting it. Look at this. I have to hold it like this. Like I'm clenching it in my hand. It's not graceful. This isn't graceful. How do you look graceful holding something like this? I mean, fanning yourself, maybe people can't really see your hand. Yeah, that looks kinda cool. I mean, it looks cool. When- with my hair looking as good as it does. And you know what? I look way better when I'm backed away like this. My face shouldn't be that close to the camera. I think that was my mistake. But me just sitting on the side of the road like this Gently fanning myself. That was really nice. That was cool, but like, my- but my hand would cramp. I'm like, gripping this thing so tight, because look, if I relax even a little bit, it like closes right up. Fuck this thing. And then, and the whole time I was trying to figure out, on my right hand, how to- because it closes so easily, I was trying so hard to figure out how properly to- open it and hold it with my right hand and I'm cranking on my wrist and a, this isn't working and then finally I realized when I got frustrated and switched hands that I was like is this a lefty it's a lefty fan and then I realized that they're lefty and righty fans so I'm going lefty here I love it. I look so hot. Not temperature-wise. So now that I found... Uh, I don't know who gave this to me. When did I get this? Oh, from the wedding. Um. Now I know. Because now I can see what side the thing is on. This is right side fan. This is so much easier. My God. Look at how fucking rigid this thing is. And I can't hold it for long. Yeah. That's so cute. I love it. I feel so cute and hot. I'm like, eh. I can't do the frap. I can't do the frap open thing. Frap. Sort of. Frap. I sort of got it. Frap. (laughs) Nope. I got. I got to work on that. Frap. Yeah. There we go. Ah! Uh, it really is such an elegant look That's my good side. my left side is my good side okay, huh that's enough um all right let's just breeze through this. I saw the dog eat the napkin. I got these fans, one of which I'm truly dissatisfied with and wasn't worth the money, but it was worth the experience, so fucking fine. Um... Oh, I got groped in Berlin, so I went to Berlin. I won't talk about this long, because fuck this guy, and I won't give him the time of goddamn day, but, um... There was a picture on, I was, it was my first night there, and I was like, I'm gonna go somewhere fun. I'm gonna go to the gay village. Because why not? And somebody said, recommended that I go to this one area called Schlugenflug. I don't know. Uh, And so I went there. See, this is also, you can do this with your left hand too. But only because it's so easy to open and I don't have to fucking clench my entire body to keep it open. Oh, this is so nice. I'm just gonna, this is the best. Can the mic pick up on it? No. Okay. Um. I looked up this place called Blonde Blondie Bar, Blonde. And uh, it said, and the reviews were good, and there was a picture of a whole bunch of hunky sailors in that like Halloween costume sailor uniform, the blue and the white, with like the weird bib on the back of it, and the little hats, and their white. Big pants. Anyways. So it looked like a lot of fun. And they were all smiling into the camera, like, ha yay! It looked like such a happy place. And it said the cocktails were good. And I go to the location and there's scaffolding everywhere. And then there's a little door. There's a guy who smells pretty bad, and he's smoking a cigarette outside. And I walk up and I look around and I'm like, oh, is this is this blonde? Or blondie or whatever? And I I don't even know if this was the right place because the guy was like, uh, yeah, uh, come on in, yeah, uh, come on, come on in. And he didn't quite acknowledge what I said. I think he was just like, yeah, get in there. And I went inside and it was dark and it was small and cramped and it stunk. It fucking stunk of cigarettes and, and just prolapsed anuses. And there were three people three men hunkered down into different corners of the place just like zo- and just like a zombie i walked in uh not me not me zombie i walked in and i like took a quick look around i kind of walked to the back to see if there was more bar because it was so small and I, and i turned around and dude from outside was like right there smoking his Ugh! right behind me just like eh. and then i looked at the two and then I looked into the corners and the guys were like slowly lurching up like a bunch of zombies coming my way. And I was like, uh, I think I'm going to go. And he said, no, no, stay. And I was like, no, I'm going to have a look around the neighborhood. And as I turned to leave, this guy like, oh, I froze. He reached out and just like, just pinched, pinched my nipple, just went honk. He fucking honked me. And I wish I had done something. I wish I had slapped him or yelled him, yelled at him. He was like a straight up a whole foot shorter than me, so I could have I could've fucking punched him in his head and did some damage. And I wish to god I would have. But these other guys were starting to like lurch around me. And it was just scary and weird and i just kind of casually like in my instinct was to just like very nonchalantly just like gently swat his hand away it wasn't even a swat i wish i could have fucking slapped it but it was just like a a push a just a backhanded sort of push and and i just and i walked out of there and i was so pissed because i was so violated he fucking grabbed my boob so I've never had that happen before. And I was really mad at myself for freezing. And uh, it took me a while to calm down. I went and had a drink on a different porch. And I was fuming. I was fuming. I didn't know what to do. I was so mad. And so I felt a lot of things. And I was also, like, shocked. Just frozen in shock. Um, But I got over it. I didn't want it to ruin my vacation, so I got over it. And then, uh, later that night on my way back, uh, I got hit on by three guys on the train who seemed to really be into me. And then finally, one of them was like, are you a man? And I said, and I, I never, I'm not a man, so I was like, I'm not a man, I'm trans. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I'm good. And, uh, at least he wasn't rude, but he was still so dismissive that it was, like, pretty crushing to my self-esteem to have people think I was hot and then, like, reject me so, so brutally. So that night sucked. My first night in Berlin sucked because I got honked and fucking violated. And then, uh, hit on until they found out I was trans and then kicked to the fucking curb. So, yeah that was it. That was my Berlin trip. Um I realize I don't look that good up close. Maybe that was my problem maybe that was my mistake. I got too close to them. And then they saw my face and got all weird. This is where I- this is where I need to be, this length and this amount of wind constantly. That's what I need. Just this all the time. And then not speaking at all. I would prefer not to speak, not to use my horrible, scratchy fucking boy voice. Just this all day. How about that? Ah, ha, ha. Maybe a laugh or two. Ah, ha, ha. Just this. All right, I'm gonna go finish that fucking pack of hot dogs. It's what I deserve, you know? Boy, that really petered out. Uh, I got honked. And then I got hit on until uh, I got rejected. And so now I'm going to go eat what I deserve, which is the final two remaining hot dogs in a packet of fucking 12. Um, But love is not dead. Love is very much alive. And I believe in myself. I do. I promise I do. Why did I say that like I was talking to a dog? I promise I do. I promise I do. Who's okay, boy? Hi. Hello. I believe in love and I love you. Um, this has been Podgus. Thanks for listening. I'm gonna go have some hot dogs. Sorry these last two episodes have been smash and grab and just kind of whatever. I'm getting my groove back. I'm working on getting my groove back. I'm just so... Oh, I got a lot on the brain. I hope you guys can forgive me and stick around and stay loyal. I feel like these last two kind of sucked, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll—they'll get better. I promise. Maybe I'm, I'm just being way too critical, but they'll get better, and I'll figure it out. And um, my voice just gets so has gotten so sore both times too. What's happening to me? Mm. Not enough agua. Anyways, don't be King Adolf II and be full of hubris when, uh, just be open to feedback, and, uh, not all feedback is valid, but a bunch of it is, especially from boat-making experts. If you're making a boat and you hired the two best boat-makers in the world, maybe you should check in on them every once in a while and ask them how it's going, and if there's any changes that, uh, any suggestions that they might have, because you don't want your big fucking awesome legacy-defining boat to sink 1.5 kilometers away from home. Huh? Doesn't that make sense? Okay, bye guys. This is Pogus. Bye. Have a good week. I'll talk to you next week. I'll have more stories and bits and stuff to tell you. I'm just, you know, getting my groove back. Get my groove back. Maybe I shouldn't comment on that. I'm doing great. And this has been great and I'm great. I'm awesome at what I do. Next time, I might wear pants or a skirt. But I got really hot and had to wear shorts. I hadn't anticipated I would be standing up for you guys. Um, but there you go. You saw my tummy and my shorts. Okay. Bye. Have a good week. Bye.